Hello and welcome to When Wrestlers Act. I'm John Cronshaw and I'm back once again with Colin Cox. How are you doing, Colin? I'm very well, thank you, John. I've just watched The Princess Bride, so what could be better? It was pretty awesome. It was very awesome. I've not watched this film since I was a kid. I used to love it as a kid. And I'll be honest, it was a different film as an adult. Did you watch it as a kid? Is this, is this your... I, I never did. This was my um, this was my debut as they would say in wrestling, my debut of watching The Princess Bride. Cool. Did it meet your expectations? What What were you expecting from this film, and did it meet those expectations? Um, well, at first I thought it was going to be some sort of stupid film with um, you know, some sort of kid's film mm. um, where they just get a wrestler in just for the sake of having a wrestler in. Then I had a look at Wikipedia and I thought, ooh, um, Rob Reiner, Christopher Guest, this um, <laughs> could well be pretty good. So I wasn't as put off by that. It met some, uh, I thought, this could well be very good, and it was very good. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, film opens up, and you've got Columbo reading to Fred Savage. <laughs> Can you imagine if your granddad was Columbo, John? <laughs> yes, that'd be... Uh, he'd, oh no, he'd, he'd always have one more question, though, wouldn't he? Just, just one more thing. Yeah. Just one more thing. Yeah, so he, he basically is reading The Princess Bride to his grandson who is ill, who's Fred Savage, and he's playing on a um, a crappy video game, a baseball one, probably off the baseball. NES. Yeah. Yeah, the, grand, the granddad comes in and he's like, okay, all right, okay, all right. And then he Mike goes... Like Columbo does. Yeah, and he goes, I'm going I'm to read you this story. My dad read it to me. And it's a classic. And I read it to your father, and now I'm reading it to you. Okay, all right. And so he starts reading the story. And Child it's, isn't interested. Yeah, he's just like, oh, is, this, is this about sports? I like sports. And he goes, well, it's got fencing and pirates and all that good stuff. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> and then he starts reading. And um, he talks about this girl called Buttercup. Yes, and she's basically, who I thought was going to be a horse or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a cow's name, isn't it? I think she's basically some kind of landowner, landowner's daughter maybe on a farm. Um, I think who... so, like, like the ones that you see all the time now you're in Cumbria. <laughs> yeah, and um, <laughs> they live in the country of Florin, which is, uh, I hear, lovely this time of year. So she bas- she's basically a bit of a bitch, to be honest, because she just seems to order this um, terribly good-looking farm boy around all the time called Westley. Westley. Yeah. And he only you know, that guy was um he was Robin Hood in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought uh, yeah, I thought it was actually. Has that got a wrestler in it? I don't know, but I'm sure we could I'm sure we could say there is. Oh yeah, uh, Kerry Von Eric <laughs> played uh, Neo Nazi two or something. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, we'd have to rewind it just to check but uh what episode well, we've right? reviewed things that haven't got wrestlers in. I mean look at um Sabrina yeah, that that was a bit of a that was an ongoing saga, wasn't it? To try and find Twice. a right episode, <laughs> third time lucky. So um, yeah, so his his basic gimmick is when she goes, "Oh, do this, do this, do this," he'd go, "As you wish, as you wish, as you wish," and um, she then thinks every time he's saying "as you wish," he's really saying "I love you." <sighs> And then Fred Savage has a bit of a uh, flit out and he's just like, 
this is a this is a love story. I thought you said there were. I'm a child. I don't like emotions. Yeah, yeah. And then the the granddad was just like, "All right, okay, all right, okay." And then he was, he was very just... emotional in the wizard. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. And the, the Wonder Years. Both terrible. Both terrible. Mm-hmm. Was it? Was mm-hmm. it anything else that was good? Um, the Princess Bride. I said, yeah. I meant anything else but this. The Wizard. That wasn't very <laughs> good, really, was it? No. <laughs> yeah, so they fall in love, and she gets him to reach down a jug, and like it's right next to her, but she still asks him anyway, and it's meant to be like this really romantic scene, but it's just like you lazy bitch. <laughs> so he he says, right, I'm gonna go and seek my fortune. And he gets on a ship. The ship gets attacked by the dread pirate Roberts. <laughs> and then Wesley's presumed dead. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so five, then, five years later. Five years later. Yeah. Buttercup is introduced as Prince Humperdinck. He's uh, <laughs> that's a great name. Prince Humperdinck's bride to be. They um, missed a trick by not getting um, Engelbert in there at some point. That would have been good. Like this, this is a bit. It's like it's, it's a bit weird at the start because it's kind of a bit slow, isn't it? The first ten minutes, I bet you were thinking, "Oh, what, what the hell is this? This just looks a bit crap." And I was, then, um, well, I was giving it a chance. Yeah, and then and then Buttercup gets kidnapped, and then it's that's it. That's that's the point in the film where it all gets good. Yeah. So so yeah. She, so basically, she's going to be getting married, and she's kidnapped by. A trio of bandits, I suppose you call them. A uh, roguish trio. Yeah, there's basically what, what's his name, v- Vizini, the little guy with the bald yeah. head. There's a giant called Fezic. Fezic. Yeah, who is played by um, what's his name? Ah, oh, Andre the Giant. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, and then the Spanish, Spanish guy, named Inigo Montoya. Yeah, for, all throughout the film, I thought it was Indigo, but... Yeah, yeah. Inigo. Inigo. Inigo, man. And yeah. in, in real life, he's called Mandy. Really? Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Yes. Prepare to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so, honestly, there's so many good lines in this film. I love it. I love it. I can, I can see... Inconceivable. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I can <laughs> see what you did. I just wanted to drop that in at some point. Inconceivable. So, yeah, so they've kidnapped Buttercup, and we find out later, basically, spoiler alert, that they're in the employ of the Prince Humperdinck. It's a kind of yeah. a... He wants an excuse to make a war. So these bandits are employed to kill Buttercup, leave her on the border, and then send a horse back with, like, the rip... To, is it Gilder or something? Gilter? Gilder? Well, I can't remember. Something like Basically, the opposing country, their rival, uh, Florian's enemy. And, yeah, it's basically doing that to set up a war, which is really harsh on Buttercup. It is, but, again, she's very irritating. Yeah. So they're on a boat, and they're heading towards the Cliffs of Insanity. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what is it? They're followed by um, basically a guy dressed in black. He's got a black mask on, a bit like you're and on a weekend, sh- Colin. his black yeah. ship as well, yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing here as well is, I know he was big and everything, Andre the Giant. He wasn't all that tall, but then you see his hands were 
fucking enormous. No, he was he was big. He just yeah, he just wasn't massive. I think he was. Uh, I think he was seven foot two. So he was you know he was very tall. Yeah. But yeah. the rest of him was much bigger than he actually was, and it was frightening. But he, he had some great lines in this as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, what what <laughs> there's a there's a great line in this bit where they're going, oh, they, you know, there's a guy following us, and Fazzini. He says something like, "Oh, it must be a local fisherman taking a yes. pleasure cruise at a night." Pleasure cruise in, in, <laughs> in infested waters, <laughs> like you do. Yeah, and then what, what the, and then there's like the the eels come along, and they call something like the screaming eel, or screeching eel, the something s- like that. Screeching eels. Yeah, and then um, Buttercup jumps into the water, and the screeching eels attack. And they're about to eat her, and then the grandma goes, "Oh, you know, it's fine. She doesn't get eaten. I'm just warning you because uh, you look a bit, a bit scared." He's like, "Oh no, it's fine. I'm, I'm okay." <laughs> it's so like the child is getting into it. Yeah, which is which is true. This is like I think Fred Savage echoes, you know, our our view and experience. We're just like, "Oh, this is going to be crap," and then yes. you get this, and you're just like, "Yeah, this is great." <laughs> so by this point, it's it's already. In fact, to be honest, I think the. <clears throat> This kind of bit of the film, the bit from here to basically the, the three challenges, yeah, I think that's probably probably my favourite bit of the film, really. Yeah. Well, moving on, um, the Cliffs of Insanity, the three bandits and the princess climb up, but they're getting pursued by the mysterious man no, no, in black. No, you'll get, you're wrong. They don't climb up. Andre the Giant right. climbs up. He climbs up carrying them all. Yeah. In a weird harness type thing. Yeah, and they're going, oh, you, 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 can you not go any faster? I employed you to be the strength. <laughs> and he goes, I, I, I don't know, he comes out with a line, I can't remember whether it was here or later on where he says something like, I can't help it if I'm the biggest and the strongest. I don't even exercise. Yeah, <laughs> so, that was later on, but still yeah. a great line. Yeah. No, so he's just moaning at Andre the Giant being slow. He's like, I'm carrying three of you up here. You know. Um, <laughs> so the, yeah, they get to the top, and then what's his name, Vizzini? He starts cutting yeah. the rope while this masked man is pursuing them, and he cuts the rope, but the guy's still following them because he's uh, transferred to the cliff. Yeah, and he's climbing up. Vizzini and um, Fezzik walk off. With them, with the woman in tow, and um, Inigo stays to fight him with his sword. You can't just call him Inigo. Is Inigo Montoya? In- Inigo Montoya. You come my Mandy. Father. Mandy stays no, behind. To die. <laughs> <laughs> stays behind to fight him, but he wants a bit of sport, so he start- He decides to. Oh, I love this bit. This is yeah. just such a great. This exchange. was my favourite bit in the film. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's. Fantastic. But, um, you've got um, the mysterious man in black on the cliff, and um, Inigo was sort of taunting him. And he says, he just turns up and says, This climbing isn't as easy as it looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Well, I'm going to kill you when you get to the top anyway. And he's like, Well, well that puts our relationship into a bit of a damper. <laughs> so, yeah. But then, but then you get, he's. he's so, oh, that's it. He says a bit like, I'll, I'll help you up. I'll send you a rope. I give you my word as a Spaniard. He's like, I've known too many Spaniards to trust you. <laughs> okay, I swear on my father's. Yeah, the soul of my father. <laughs> something like that, yeah. That yeah. Um, you, you shall not die before you reach the top of the cliff. Yeah. 
you know, he closed all the loopholes there. Yeah, so he gets to the top of the cliff, and um, they're, they're just, yeah, it's like he's, he's knackered. He's like, I can't, I can't fight you when you're tired. I'm, you know, <laughs> just sit down, have a rest. And then he starts telling him his backstory, and he hands him his sword. The guy's going <laughs> to kill him, and he goes, this is a sword my father made for a man. Let me see your hand. Have you got six fingers? He's like, no. My father made this sword for the man with the six fingers, and then he killed my father for this sword. He, he tried to pay him. He tried to get a discount of 90%, and he wouldn't give it him, so he killed him. But yeah. he didn't get the sword. And uh, he left He left two scars on Inigo Montoya's face. So, mm. yeah, he's, he's very revenge. That's his life. That's what he needs to do. So, will he, he get it? He needs to chill is what him? he needs to do. No, because then it wouldn't it it, it wouldn't move the plot along. <laughs> so, I know, yeah. but all right, let's look at Street Fighter Four. You've got Dan, <laughs> who is um, just trying to kill, uh, just trying to avenge his father, mm. and he loses sight, and because of that, he becomes a not very good fighter. But Inigo, he's a great fighter. He's, he, sorry, Inigo Montoya yeah, is he's, a great fighter. He's trained his entire life. So and... where did it go wrong for Dan? I don't know. So, oh, there's a great line here where he says something like, you're actually a decent guy. I feel really bad about having to kill you. He's like, well, I feel really bad about having to die. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, so they have a sword fight. and A very good sword fight. Yeah, and it's clear that they're both fencing experts. They're both equally matched. Highly skilled. Technically just perfect. They're, they're fighting around, jumping over rocks and... Doing all kinds oh, of flips. Inigo, one, Inigo, at first, Inigo Montoya has said to um, Vizini that he's going to fight with his left hand because he wants to enjoy it. Yeah. So he goes, oh, how you're, you're amazing. You're so good. And he goes, but why, why are you smiling? Because I'm not really left-handed. <laughs> then the mysterious man in black says, I have to confess, I'm not left-handed either. And... <laughs> It, it just, the fight goes to a whole new level. Yeah, and it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> Basically, he gets him to a point where he's going to kill him, and instead he just hits him over the head, and he's like... <laughs> he, say, he says something like, compares him to like a stained glass window, doesn't he? That's right, yeah. He says, uh, you know, I, I'd I've kill you. I've seen a break of stained glass window or something. Yeah, you're, you're an artist, you're a work of art, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a gentleman. Yeah, yeah. So then I hope when somebody kills me, they're that nice about it. So then he has to pursue uh, Fezzik, and he's basically, what is it, Vizzini say something like, oh, you've got to go and do it, go and do it your way. And he's like, what's, what's my way? What's my way? <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's like, you stand behind this rock and throw rocks. And then that doesn't he's, seem very sporting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then he, he throws the rock and he goes, I missed on purpose. He's like, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure you did. He's like, oh, well, uh, I, I want to fight. No weapons, no rocks, just man on man and... Yeah, this Wesley guy just looks up and he's just like, um, okay. He basically gets him in a waist lock and he's just like straining to do something. Try, tries to give him a belly to Bailey. Yeah, yeah. And Andre's just no selling it. He's like, why, why aren't you hitting me? And he's just like, oh, I just thought I'd just, you know, give you a chance, let you feel like you're accomplishing something. <laughs> <laughs> but then he jumps on his back and um, gets him in, in a rear naked choke. And eventually, ref comes over, lifts his hand at once, hand up twice, hands up three times, gets knocked out. 
he wouldn't put Hulk Hogan over very often, but then he puts <laughs> he puts Carrie Ells over. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. That's the second of the three challenges. And then he's got to go and find Vizzini. He's basically sitting with Buttercup. They look like they're having a picnic. Yes. And um, he's got a knife to her throat and he says, oh, if you come any nearer, I'll kill her. But he keeps walking. But he basically challenges him to a game of wit. He says, you've, you've won the game of skill. You've won the game of strength. Now you've <laughs> got to challenge me. This is brilliant. This is another line that I love where Vizzini comes out with, you know, Aristotle, Plato, Socrates. Yes, I'm aware of them. Morons! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just this whole exchange is brilliant as well. And it, again, had me in stitches. He, he basically gets this poison where even the smallest drop can kill a man. And he goes, oh, that's it. He goes, smell this. He goes, I can't smell nothing. Well, what you can't smell is poison. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Odorless, colourless, tasteless. Smallest amount can kill a man. <laughs> and so they do that thing, like in um, that episode of um, Sherlock, where you've got the taxi driver who's killing people um, with the pills, and you know, one cup here, one cup there, and they both agree to drink, but knowing that one of them is poisoned. And then you've got this guy going, um, Vizzini going round, in all sorts of logic oh. loops. <laughs> yeah, and then like he goes, ah, oh, but I, I think yeah, he says something like you, you'd think that I'd go for it, and uh, then I'd bluff, but you'd think that I was known you'd bluff, so then you'd give it to yourself, and yeah, he keeps going around like that. But every time he says it, he says it with triumph. Yeah, like, <laughs> 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 uh, and then um, we get him going right. Let's do it, and he goes, ah, oh, what's that over there? And he looks round, and then he switches the cups, and then they both have to drink. And because then... Vizzini made his mind up. So yeah. credit to him, he made a choice. He did, he did. And um, he, he laughed uproariously, and he was just like, ha ha ha, you fool, I swapped them round. And he says, you know, this, there's a couple of things in life that you can't, oh, I don't know, you shouldn't do, and it, one of them's having a long war in Asia or something. Yeah. Then, yeah. And then the other one... That was is, a good line. And then the other one's, uh, what is it, like messing around with a Sicilian or trusting a Sicilian, <laughs> I don't know, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Trust a Sicilian. Yeah. And then the yeah, and then he basically goes, ha ha well, I have built up an immunity to this poison over the last few years, so they were both poisoned. <laughs> yeah. This point, yeah. The, yeah. The this poison... poison. The smallest amount will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, this is a thing like this film all the time. It's just filled filled with these little little lines and callbacks that are just genius. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. He gets Buttercup back and then we get Prince Humperdinck. He's on the trail, isn't he? Yeah, he's showing off his sort of scouting or hunting skills. Yeah. And he goes, ah, oh, there was a sword fight going on here. You know, the loser went, ran that way, the winner ran that way. And then, yeah, he comes across Andre the Giant as well. Oh, there's a, there's a line as well we miss where he talks about, like, um, when Andre the Giant's knocked out, when he knocks him out and he goes, oh, he rolls him on his back and goes, you'll have a headache when you wake up, but you'll have great <laughs> dreams of big women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's good. But Cup, she's not grateful that she's been rescued because no. uh, she thinks that this guy is... The Dread Pirate Roberts, 
And of course, she thinks he's the one who's killed her true love, Wesley. Yes, Wesley. So they they have a bit of an exchange, and she basically pushes him down a hill, and then he shouts, "As you wish!" Ah, <gasps> oh, uh, and that's it when clicks. she realizes that it's Wesley. So then she throws herself down a hill, <laughs> and I don't know if and you they're know, both rumbling down the hill to their what could be their doom. Yeah, but I know I noticed like definitely the last um three or four rolls that, that Buttercup was doing were really kind of good forward breakfalls like you would do in judo, the rolling ones. Did you ever roll down the hill? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I rolled down the hill um, behind Keel Hall. It hurts. Yeah, that really steep one. Yeah, yeah. It's because you go too fast. You have to Yeah. You, did you roll sideways? Yeah. And, yeah, you can't that, really control yourself, can you? No, no. You need to roll forwards or like basically do judo rolls. But I like having a neck. Tuck your neck in, you'll be fine. As long as as long as you mm-hmm. don't like land on a nail or something. Or a well. Well, yeah. Be alright. I suppose. Anyway. So yeah, so they they are at the bottom of the hill and they start kissing. It goes back to the child and he's most unimpressed. Yeah. And the, uh, what's his name, the prince guy, he's hot on the trail still. Yeah. And he says, oh, they're heading to the, what is it, the, the Swamp of Fire or something like that. The flame. That's right. I can't remember what it's called, yeah. So he's talking to his um, his sidekick here, um, the Count Rugen. Oh, yeah, Christopher Guest, yeah. Is he creepier in this or Spinal Tap? He's creepier in this, but he's creepier in Best in Show. Wow. Where he just lists nuts. <laughs> Have you watched that? Yeah. It's, it's an amazing film. I love that. I'm waiting for Guffman. Yeah, that's another good one. Don't, I don't know whether you've seen that one. but I've yeah. not seen that one. Yeah, I think basically any film with Christopher Guest in is good. I think yes. I, I, don't, I don't know of any film that he's been in that's crap. What about The Princess Bride? I think, judging on the, the, the state of this review so far... <laughs> You know, we've not even gone on any weird tangents yet, and this is... Well, this... we're used to reviewing crap, John. <laughs> like, we haven't talked about pork pies or, you know, <laughs> something like that, or like our local chippy or, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, fair point. Yeah, they basically go into the swamp of fire or flames or whatever it's called. Fire. And <laughs> there's, um, yeah, again, it's the three challenges. It's, tr- <laughs> it's, very, it's like, it's like an epic... Epic fantasy, epic storytelling, you know, it's it's, yes. it's Homerian, it's, uh, you know. There's basically the three things in the Swamp of Fire. There are fire that comes up, <laughs> lightning sand or something, unusually Sorry. large rodents. Yes, I think it's called lightning sand because it's quick sand, but extra quick, because um, she stepped into it and disappeared. But yeah, the other two, the giant rodents, I thought these rats were quite cute, and I was <laughs> upset when... Um, <laughs> When, after being attacked, he killed this rat that he had crippled. It, it lowered him in my ex- uh, estimation. Well, what are you going to do? But, it's uh, You know, he didn't believe they existed. Well, that's I, true. In fact, that was, that was good comic time. It's like, you know, we've basically, spoiler alert, they get through the swamp, they work out the pattern of the fire, he pulls her out the quicksand, then he goes, you know, we've we've passed two of the three challenges, but 
I just don't believe that these unusually large rodents <laughs> exist. And then one just basically dives out on him. And it's, oh, it's hilarious. But for some reason as well, she just refer- refers to them as ULR or something. Yeah, yeah. Just... She, she uses an acronym for them, yeah. The ULR. Yeah. <laughs> ULR. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. Yeah, yeah. Just the unusually large rodents. Oh. So good. They get through the forest and then the prince and the count and a couple of um, their guards catch up with them. And with then crossbows. She, with, um, with crossbows. They're coming out of the woods on foot and um, they've got crossbows trained at him and he's saying something like, um, I would rather die and all stuff, yeah. all of the manly stuff like that. But then um, she um, says, if I go with you, will you let him live? Because she doesn't want him to die. And, um, yeah, that's what happens Yeah, he says he can, can go back to his ship. Yeah, yeah that's Cause, right. Because he's a pirate. He's a pirate and a vagabond. Yeah. But, um, oh, we missed it. We missed a good bit, actually. There's, um, they were saying something, when they were going into the swamp, they have this exchange, Buttercup and Wesley, and she goes, oh, I'm afraid of going in here. And he says, you're only saying that because no one has survived before. Something like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, I'm sure the line was much better in the film, but... Yeah. No, you're pretty much right there. Yeah. So then it cuts to Florin, and what is it? We've got Count Rugen in his den, I suppose, his lair, with... Oh, it's um, the Mel Smith. pit of... Um, you know, Mel Smith. I think it's called the Pit of um, Sorrow or something. Pit of Despair. Pit of Despair, that's yeah. it. So they're at the Pit of Despair, which is basically a torture <laughs> chamber... Yeah. Um, and I love this. Like, um, you've got Mel Gib- uh, Mel Gibson. You got Mel Smith. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah. You got Mel Smith coming up to him. He's got like this, yeah, like that kind of voice. <laughs> and then he coughs, and he's just got a normal, his normal voice. Which I thought was, that was a that was a great little touch. It's gone be- from being a fat gingerman to a fat albino. Albino, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's basically like a. Um, a secret lab, you know, you get the impression that this Chris Guest character is a bit of a mad scientist. Yeah, I think I think they kind of put him on this torture device and for for some reason each experience on this torture device takes one year of life off you. I'd like to see some um you know empirical evidence for this. Yeah. You know, it, I mean that is it, it was trying to gather some um Posterior evidence for it, but I'd like to see it, you know, with statistics. Yeah, but the, th- the thing well, is, like, this kind of research would be unethical anyway, so... Most researchers. I suppose maybe in um, Renaissance Florine it'd be, it'll be fine, but, you know, we get... So, but well, what does this torture machine do? It sort of sucks the life out of you. It's a giant sucking machine, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's powered by a, um, a like, a water wheel, isn't it? So. It's interesting. Good use of technology, I thought. Yeah. yeah, it's like Leonardo da Vinci, but evil. I thought Leonardo da Vinci was evil. Oh, no, I'm thinking of um, the other one, Thomas, Thomas Edison. <laughs> he, he killed an elephant. Did he? Yeah, did you not hear about that? <laughs> they did a thing about it on Bob's Burgers, but it was based on a true story. In right. order to test um, AC and DC current, he killed proved that his DC current was safe. I think it was that. Um, yeah, he put an elephant on a map that had a, an AC current running through it and 
the <laughs> elephant just you know, keeled over and died. What a twat. I know. I think, I think <laughs> the elephant was condemned for, you yeah. know, for killing a man, but still, it's, it's not nice, the great Thomas Edison doing that. Basically, the storyline here is Buttercup is pining after Wesley and she keeps going, oh, Wesley will come and save me. And he says, well, if, if Wesley receives our message, I'm going to send him a message. That's the deal. I'll send him a message. And if he doesn't return within before the wedding, then I get to marry you. She's like, okay, then. So he says, I'll send four of my ships in different directions and I'll find him. Is it Humperdinck? Yeah, it's Humperdinck. Humperdinck is is just jealous of all this. And as the wedding approaches, he realises, shit, this isn't this isn't going to work. She's going to find out. She's going to kill herself or whatever it is she's threatening. She figures out that he hasn't sent the ships as well. And so he runs to the torture machine and turns it up to the highest setting. Eleven. Yeah. Oh no, I'm thinking of um, Spinal Tap. It's the same film. It's it goes up to fifty. Yeah. So it turns it up to fifty, and Wesley dies quite so. painfully yeah. with um, lots of roaring, screaming noises that are heard all over the land. Yeah. And so um, Fred Savage cuts back to him, and he's just like, "Oh, this isn't right." He's getting, you know, he's getting really pissed off now that the the guy's going to marry Buttercup and Wesley's dead. And he then can't we get, be dead, can he? Mm, well, we'll see, won't we? Yeah, yeah. And we get the return of Inyo Montoya and Fezzik. Inyako. And um, he's still seeking revenge. And um, they basically realise that they need to save Wesley. They need his help. And they need to invade the castle and get revenge. You get the thing with the screams from the lab and go and recover the body and take it to the wizard called Miracle Max, which is yeah. the best name for a wizard ever. <laughs> Miracle Max is, is Billy Crystal. Billy fucking Crystal. I hate Billy Crystal. <laughs> he's great in this. And then he says something like, he's not He's not quite, I can't remember. Oh, he's mostly dead, that was it. He's mostly dead, but that means that he's not completely dead. Yeah, it means he's, no, that's it, he goes, he's mostly dead. And they go, what does that mean? It means we check his pocket for change. <laughs> no, that's that's if he's um, very dead. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. but if he's mostly dead, then um, um, he, he's still a little bit alive. Yeah. But then um, Billy Crystal's wife comes from here as well. It's when um, Wesley utters the word, something like um, true love. Yeah, yeah, and he, um, he, and he realises he's being sustained by true love. Yes, but then Miracle Max's wife comes along and they have a big Jewish exchange. Yeah, but oh, what does he say? He says, it's oh, it's it's. he didn't say that. He said it's about the bluff. He's obviously got gambling debts. So he's like, liar, <laughs> liar. And he's like, shut up, you witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's uh, not a way to talk to your wife. Yeah. And then it all kind of descends a bit between them. Yeah. Lo and behold, they make a pill that looks suspiciously like a conker and um, cover it in chocolate. And then um, Fezzik and um, Imiego Montoya feed him yeah. the um, the pill, and he comes back to life. Yay! Yay! So the miracle happens. Yeah. But you've got you've got um, Fezzik and Imiego Montoya 
saying, I wonder how long this takes, it could take forever, it could take ages, and about a second later, his eyes open up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, but, there's a couple of things like that. I can't remember when it is. It's like, oh, this this thing's going to be impossible to find. Oh, here it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but one thing I've got to praise as well is um, I don't often go into things about praising acting performances, but Carrot Elves, when he goes all limp and everything mm. and just flopping about the place, he was brilliant at that <laughs> bit, just getting carried about because most of him was still dead. Yeah. Coming back to life slowly. Have you ever have you ever seen The Wolf of Wall Street? No. Oh, there's a there's a bit in that where the Leonardo DiCaprio character is um basically he's taken these drugs called lose and he loses right. all control of his body and it, it reminded <laughs> me of that. It's just like, I've seen Weekend at Bernie's. It was a bit like that, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, check it yeah, you should you should watch uh, Wolf of Wall Street. It's it's basically like Goodfellas but with the stock market. So. Has it got um soundtrack by Wall Street Wall Street? If only. If only it did. Yeah. yeah. Would be rich. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so while this is going on, the wedding ceremony's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the best. <laughs> like it's such a simple joke. It's basically they've got this like really serious looking Pope kind of fella. You know, a yeah. kind of high bishop, and he's just got the worst speech impediment ever. <laughs> it's like we are gathered here, <laughs> like, like um, what's his face, Pontius Pilate? Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life it's, of Brian. Exactly. It's like that way, yeah, that same yeah. kind of pronouncing the L's as W's, the R's you, as W's, and oh. you see who it was who was playing the um guy who was doing the wedding. I don't know. I thought it was Frankie Howard, but. No, know. it's not. Um, it was a. Uh, it was in the credits. He was credited as a um, serious religious man. <laughs> uh, it, it was. It was Peter Cook. Oh, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. serious religious man. Serious religious man, <laughs> and he just had the most ridiculous speech impediment, and it was just, <laughs> yeah. And um, Hump- Humperdinck's thing was, um, you know, he, he realised that. Shit was going down, and so he ordered the serious religious man to mm. rush the ceremony. <laughs> and Buttercup didn't say I do. He just said, just get to the end, get to man and wife. And he goes, man and wife. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that reminds me of my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so so he take well, basically, Buttercup goes to her... Um, bridal suite to wait for her yeah. husband but there's a great exchange here when she's going off with um, the king and queen oh yeah and um, they're all you know she's all well thank you you've always been very kind to me and kisses the king on the cheek and he's all happy oh you just kissed me on the cheek and she says I'm now going to my bridal suite to kill myself yeah then and he walks off and goes eight. she kissed me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It was a good day for him. Oh, poor poor guy, poor guy. Um yeah, so she she goes up to her uh, bridal chamber and she picks out a dagger, an ornamental dagger really, from a very nice case. Mm. I'd say it was more of a cutlass. Mm, I don't know, whatever. Okay. It was stabby. It was stabby. 
They've never um, noticed in um, Cockney films with um, gangsters, when they pull out a knife, they don't say, look out, he's got a stabber. Depends which Cockney films you've watched. Yeah. <laughs> They'll say shooter, but they won't say stabber. No. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Oh, yeah, so she's in there and he goes, oh, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> you shouldn't do that because she's about to stab herself through the heart. Oh, yeah. Because per- perfect breasts are so hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so she she just like basically jumps on him and he's like, Oh, be careful, softly, easy. And he's not like moving. And she's like, What? What? Yeah. Oh, is it he he basically talks about the wedding and she explains that she didn't say that and he's like, Oh well the, the marriage is nullified, you know. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't count. I love then... how he explains it like someone like Martin Lewis on um, Radio Two. <laughs> Just very yeah. matter of fact. Yeah, he's like, oh well, if you didn't say that, then yeah, it doesn't doesn't count. You're yeah, fine. fine. It's all good. But then Humperdinck bursts in and he says, oh well, that's just a technicality. We'll <laughs> sort that out later. Basically, they they have a bit of an exchange and Humperdinck basically says, you know, we're going to have a fight to the death and Wesley's. Basically lying on the bed, he can't move, but he can he can talk and he's he's kind and he of can a, sort of recline in a cool way. Yeah, he does look very cool when he's doing it. And he, he basically says, No, I want to fight the pain. <laughs> and it's basically he just wants all this time to explain it. And he's like, Yes, the fight's the pain is where I chop off your hands, I chop off your feet, um, <laughs> I chop off your nose. And I chop off, and he's going chop out your eyes. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, what? Are you going to chop off my ears?" Like, no, no, I want to keep your ears because then you can go around, and everyone <laughs> will call you a freak, and you'll be able to hear all the mean things people say about you, and, and that will... anguish screams as well. Yeah, and that will be your life, and oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so funny. And then, um, yeah, so he basically picks up his sword, stands up, wobbles up, points it to him, and then he goes, and he's scared, sits on a chair, humperdink, and he goes, oh, just tie, tie him up, tie him up really tight. <laughs> and then he falls back on the bed, and he goes, oh, I, I knew you were bluffing. <laughs> While so, he's tied up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, that's a small victory for him. Yeah. At this point, we've got also going on, Inigo Montoya, He's having his confrontation with a guy who killed his father and they have a fight to the death. To the death. And but as soon uh, the guy, um, the Count guy, runs off and then he sort of ambushes him in a room and yeah. throws a dagger at him and it lands in his stomach. He's bleeding everywhere. Yeah, but he still fights. He's piled he by his father's soul. And what does he keep saying, John? He keeps saying... Over and over again. He keeps saying, I am an Ego Montoya. You kill my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> over and over. Yeah. He got, and this is the thing. It's like, it's that that actually causes the guy to lose his patience with him. He's just like, can you just stop saying that? <laughs> stop saying the same thing over and over again. It's really annoying. Um, and they're having a sort of slowish moving sword fight where... Every time uh, Christopher Guest throws a very powerful swipe, he just gets swatted out of the air. Bit, bit like that, um, what was it, Triple H versus Undertaker the first time they had the <laughs> WrestleMania match. It was just like, yes, big move, sell, big <laughs> move, sell. So 
this is the point where he stabs him, kind of pleads, and he goes, oh, you know, I'll give you anything, I'll do anything. And he's like, I want you to bring back my father or something like that. Bastard. Yeah. And then he... And then stabs him. Stabs him, and he dies. And yeah, this is the point where Fezzik has stolen some white horses. They go and get Buttercup and Wesley, take them away, save the day. I I thought it was quite incredible seeing Andre the Giant ride a horse. Yeah, yeah. Poor horse. That was a big, powerful horse. But yeah, um, but it's sort of implied at the end that... um, Because the story of um, Roberts the Pirate is it's a bit like um, people sort of inherit the title, it's all bollocks, and it's become a big scare story. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, so, then, um, and then he sort of, the new Roberts the Pirate, Wesley, sort of... Um, retires um, the name. In, retires mm. the name. No, he gives it um, to Inigo Montoya. Yeah, yeah. He becomes the new Roberts. Yeah. And then, um, and then Wesley and Buttercup go off, and um, they have a kiss that is described by um, Columbo as um, in the top five kisses this one blows them all away yeah the most passionate yeah <laughs> and then it cuts back to the scene in the bedroom and the child is all um, looking a bit weepy and emotional yeah he's, he's really enjoyed the story and he goes oh you know do you want to come back tomorrow and read it won him over lovely stuff and that was the film yeah and it was great that was a great film, and you know we don't get to put it on the stool chart. But let's, um, seeing as it's when wrestles that, let's have a talk about Andre the Giant here in this film. He was he, really good. He, he was, yeah. As I say, he had great lines. He delivered them well, and he, he, you know, you just forget that he's a wrestler at this point. In fact, I, mean, he was, I, I didn't mention you, one of my favourite lines that is in this film from Andre the Giant. It's when they're on the boat and. <laughs> He's having an exchange with Inigo Montoya and everything that they're saying, they keep rhyming with each other. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Vizzini turns around and goes, you need to stop rhyming, I mean it. He's like, oh, would you like a peanut? Gah! <laughs> 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 oh, so good. Yes. And there was the... So... Um, what was it? There was... Oh, there's, there's a bit as well with... Um, where is, where is, oh, we, we should have talked about this at the start, actually, but there's a bit where he's like, do you, do you want me to send you back to Greenland where you were unemployed? <laughs> Greenland. And, yeah. And, oh, yeah, and, and when he when he introduced um, Inigo Montoya and he says, when I met you, you were so drunk, you couldn't even order a brandy. <laughs> yeah. Too many, too yes. many good lines. Too many good lines. I mean, sometimes you get films where it's just all about good lines, but the rest of the film was shit. This film, it was um, it was just extremely good in every way. I can, I can find very few faults with it. Yeah, I, I, I imagine that this is probably a cult classic. Yeah, it's aged well. It has, yeah. Buttercup is now in House of Cards <laughs> in her um, probably late 40s, early 50s. Bless her. Is she still called Buttercup? Yeah. I wonder yeah, how yeah. many children there are called Buttercup these days. Oh, God. Well, now they'd be, like, probably, yeah, grown up now, wouldn't they? Be in their 20s or something. No, I just think that, um, you know, with the spate of stupid names out there... Oh, yeah. yeah. There will be a Buttercup now. Cool. 
there's lots of Game of Thrones names out there as well. This is true. This is true. So I'm off stool chart for this one. It no. stays firmly off the chart. Yep. No, this is. It's up there with the running man and other things that aren't on the stool chart. So this is this is good. We've reviewed something that was very good. <laughs> so. Yes. Well, you know, you got your birthday coming up, John. This is um, your birthday present. <laughs> Yeah, no. I'm still I'm still waiting for that cheesecake from last year, so uh Well, you can have a cheesecake this year when you head this way for your birthday. Yeah. Are we doing the trampoline thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh good, good. Trampolining, Eurovision. What yeah. could be better? Yeah. People might think we're gay with a uh a weekend like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. But with our wives Yeah. I just yeah. thought I'd throw that yeah, out there. That that did sound sarcastic. That sounded yes, like yeah. they were made up. Anyway. Anyway, honey. I'll, uh... <laughs> we are on the Twitter. It's at WWA Podcast. And if you like the show, leave a review on iTunes, and then more people will like the show, and then we'll turn into the biggest podcast in the world. And they'll be able to hear our reviews of such great shows as the Super Mario one that we did last time. And yes. the, um, what was it? Uh, third Rock from the Sun with China in it. Yeah, yeah. Poor China. Just thought I'd put a bit of topical out there. I don't know, I don't know if you saw the tweet I did the other day. It was the um, clip from Red Dwarf where I just listed loads of people who died this oh, year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did see that one. Everybody's dead, Dave. He's dead, Dave. Everybody's dead. Everybody yeah. is dead, Dave. Yeah. Very sad. Prince, China... Balls Mahoney, Axel mm. Rotten, that tag team's now thoroughly dead. <laughs> yeah, very sad. Yes. Anyway. anyway, let's wrap this up on a more cheerful note. Cool. Princess Bride. Yeah, go watch it. If you've not watched it, it's good. Yeah, and I concur. We need something else that's good to watch for next time. So, yeah. Any How suggestions? about the chaperone? We need something good for next time. So, <laughs> any suggestions? How about that um, WWE film that's got Randy Orton in it that, um, where he comes out of a <laughs> pile of sand? <laughs> that does look great. So, But then it, I think does I think look... it's probably spoiled the best bit. So, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, that whole film revolves around that, so I don't think we'll bother. Yeah. Right, but when, we'll when, will it it be? when will it be? That's the thing. Maybe mm. maybe it happens loads of times. Maybe that's his gimmick. It's a bit like when you watch um, when you watch Independence Day these days. So you just wait for Will Smith to punch an alien. Exactly. exactly. And then it's done. Yeah. Or for the um, burglars on Home Alone to get hit by a paint pot. Yes. Right. We're rambling now, so let's um, <laughs> let's end this madness cool. now. All right. Um, so until next time, cheerio. Farewell. <laughs>